Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Iowa. It is the bye week. Bye week. And we've got a very special bye week episode for you. I don't know what makes it special. <laughs> it's the only one. That's why. It's the only one of the season. That's right. So, Matt, first I want to talk about what even is a bye week. You know? What's it for? What's the point? Uh, to give you guys a little bit of a rest. Okay. But you like you said, it's the only one of the year, but some teams get two. Really? Because of week zero. Remember that first week where only like four teams played, Illinois beat Nebraska? Mm -hmm. That was week zero. So they technically get two by weeks. It's like we got two by weeks because the first week, week we zero, we got our first by. Yeah. Hmm. Really weird. Okay. So what what are we doing right now? Not you and I. I was going to say we're sitting in a closet at 9 p.m. because Dax finally went to sleep and now we're recording this. It's actually 9.30 uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what are the Hawks doing? What does a typical bye week look like? Um, and I guess, like, what's the focus? It's all Iowa versus Iowa. So, I mean, you're still going to lift. Um, Sunday is like normal. You come in, watch the tape, uh, do what you need to do um, as far as treatment, things of that nature. 24-hour uh, rule. Look at what happened. Get over it because now it's on to Iowa versus Iowa, which is tough that the bye week happened. It's unfortunate that we lost going into the bye week um, just because you have to sit on it. You know, you just have to wait to go out and compete again to get that taste out of your mouth. But as far as like, it's Iowa versus Iowa. You get your lift in, a lot of treatment happening this week, a lot of recovery type stuff. Um, a lot of the young guys are getting reps. A lot of guys that normally aren't seeing a whole lot of game reps, this is where they're getting their work. Call it developmental work. Um, twos and threes. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum's probably chilling a little bit. Tyler Goodson's probably chilling a little bit. Um, and so that kind of stuff is mainly what the bye week is for. Get the young guys some reps so they can be ready if their name gets called on the back half of the season. So I wanted to bring this up really quick, actually. You just mentioned um, Tyler Goodson, and you said he's kind of getting a break this week. Um but he, I mean, not that this isn't a break, but is signing autographs um, at, I think it was The View, something like that. Free plug. Free, yeah. We have nothing to do with that, by the <laughs> way. It just was something I saw on Twitter. Um, but what is your thoughts or what are your thoughts on name, image, and likeness? This is something totally new, some new waters this year and something that you didn't have really the opportunity to uh, partake in. Yeah, I think everything's good, but in moderation. I yeah. think a lot of young kids are going to get into uh, deals that aren't necessarily beneficial to them, mm. at least over the course of their career. Because I think they're going to see dollar signs, whether it's 150 bucks, 150 bucks to a 19 year old, pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I mean beer money. Hey, <laughs> beer. oh wait, 19, 21, all only 21. Jeepers! <laughs> uh, I was thinking like sneaker money or something like that. That works too. Go buy some new shoes, but like. <laughs> I just think that without proper management, whether that be yourself or you have a family member that helps you, like you got to be really concerned about getting into the wrong deals. Well, I think they have like management companies now. People are trying to like just sprout them out of nowhere. Well, yeah, they have like an agency. Yeah. Like they have an agent now and then they 
turn over and get a sports agent when after they graduate. That's the tough thing. I, I in season, I feel like it's tough. Bye week, I get it. Some guys go home over the bye week, and because um, they're probably, I would assume they're out by noon on Friday, uh, going to class, of course, the latter part of Friday, and then getting Saturday off before they come back on Sunday. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's there's a time and a place for everything, and I think out of season is a little bit better for those kinds of opportunities. But I also understand that you want them to be in season to try and capitalize on money. So it can kind of go either way. You just got to be real cognizant of your time. I know. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like I I have differing opinions about it, I feel like, all the time. And there's some things that I'm like, hey, that's a really cool idea. Other things I'm like, eh, don't know if I love it. Um, but another thing is, too, you mentioned this. Like, when you're 19 years old, every opportunity that provides money, you're like, like, yeah, why not? But I remember when I started first getting like opportunities like this, I don't know, probably a few years ago. Um, it was like, that was my gut reaction. Like, yeah, of course. Yep. I'll take that, you know, cause why not? But somebody that was helping me out at the time was like, you really got to be picky because assuming you keep growing your brand and growing, you know, whatever, um, bigger opportunities will come mm-hmm. and so just be patient with it wait it out and make your name synonymous with those bigger opportunities um and you know don't muddy the waters with all of those kind of smaller ones so i don't know it's tough like i said i think it's moderation and i think it's time and place right i think that you just you got to be real cognizant of when you're doing it and how you're doing it all right. Anyway, that was totally random. But back to um, what we were talking about by week. Here we go. Um, so what do you guys do? So right now, I mean, you said a, a couple of guys might go home, a few, whatever. Um, did you go home? Yeah, I would drive. You did? Yeah, because I'd get out Friday. I never scheduled Friday afternoon classes. Until you met me. Then you stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I never scheduled Friday afternoon classes the entire time I was there. And a lot of times it's because we're traveling and you don't want to put a class on that time anyway. Cause, mm-hmm. So uh, never scheduled that. So we'd get done in the morning and I'd head out. Stay, that was it. Be home for like a couple hours basically and then drive back. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you've got this entire week though. Do you focus at all on your next opponent? Like are we talking at all about Wisconsin right now? I'm sure the coaches are behind closed doors, but as far as like what we're doing out there, it's all developmental work. It's all okay. Iowa versus Iowa. It's trying to hammer in the fundamentals. It's this is how we pass block. This is how we do this read. This is how we do the triangle read. This is how we run this route. This is how we uh, do this coverage. This is how we jam. Like it's back to basics. And um, it's it, that part is kind of nice about the bye week because I'm not saying you lose sight of that because we work on the basics every day, but it's kind of nice to just kind of get that mid-season reminder of like, all right, let's hone in, get our skills, and then we can continue to grow. So you said um, coaches, though, behind closed doors are probably talking a little bit about Wisconsin right now. Potentially. Do you think that they are coming up with a new, um, innovative, offensive uh, scheme right now? I wouldn't wouldn't say that. (laughs) Um, I'm sure they're going to come up with a few different things that that they think can take advantage of Wisconsin. And not only that, but play off of things that we've currently done. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know how much time they would spend prior to Sunday. 
okay. worrying about that because they're going to watch a lot of film on our guys. And who knows, maybe we'll see a few more young guys. I mean, we've had five or six receivers rotating right now, two of them true freshmen. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of young guys there. We had nine guys rotating on offensive line, a lot of them young. So hopefully some guys can cement their place and be like, no, 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 I deserve to be on the field. And potentially other guys are like, yeah, I'm not ready yet. I mean, that's kind of the the reality of getting those bonus reps is you can show what you can do, good or bad. So I mentioned coming up with a um, a new, innovative, shiny, <laughs> I mean, that's not Iowa, right? Uh, <laughs> offensive scheme. So Matt, I got to tell you, we've been together for a little over six years. And you might be one of the smartest people I know when it comes to football. I feel like you're biased, but thank you. I'm not. <laughs> at all. I tell you how I see it. So I guess what I want to know is, okay, let me preface this. When we're watching a game, it could be NFL. It could be f- uh, high school football. It could be whatever. I don't care. You will literally call plays or you'll say something. And I'm not kidding. Two seconds later, the commentators and play-by-play will say the exact same thing that you just said. It happens <laughs> all of the time. It is so uncanny. Um, so with all of that being said, I know you're not a coach. I'm fully aware. Although you've been asked a lot. I've been, I was, I was coaching at Regina there for a little bit and had an opportunity in Solon. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm like out the game per no. se. No, no, no. I'm just saying you're not a coach. I'm not currently Iowa. a coach. No, no, no. And I'm not a collegiate coach. No. Correct. But coming from an offensive mind. And somebody that um, clearly knows the game of football quite well. And you did your due diligence while you were in school, too, and while you were on the team to know every single position, including the offensive line. What would you do in this bye week with this time leading up to Wisconsin to get the offense clicking? Give it to me. Well, actually, I kind of want to go back. You talk about um, knowing every position. And I've harped on that on this podcast, I don't know how many times, right? Yeah, you're like Tony Romo. A lot. <laughs> well, I've talked about how you become more valuable the more positions you know. The, when you understand a scheme, you understand how it works for everybody. So you know, okay, I know why I have to run at this guy's inside shoulder. It's got to be inside because he's going to turn his body and then the hole is here for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now you understand how everything works together as opposed to just going out there and, well, I run a slant. Like, well, how deep is your slant? What angle does it need to be at? Are you running flat, you know, kind of like an in? Are you going to take it vertical because you're trying to beat the middle linebacker over the top and hit that second window? Or are you going to try and beat him and almost make it like a seam? Like there's a lot of different nuances that you need to know why you're doing things. And I think um, I think that's very important. So that's my little thing there. I'm not saying overthrow, you know, we're, we're Iowa football, right? We're going to continue to run the football. And I think we need to. I think that that's... I think that's our identity in a sense that, and then we're able to do the play action off of it. Um, One thing that I really liked that we did with Davis and we didn't know it a whole, a whole ton, but we did do it a decent amount. Um, And I noticed that we did it a little bit against Purdue, but um, I'm a big fan of bunches or clusters or groups or (laughs) squads, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. You don't like to be alone. (laughs) That's not what I anticipated you saying, but I, I guess not. Um, I like it where we've got three receivers, one guy on the ball, two guys probably a yard and a half behind and a yard and a half on either side. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a little triangle. See, I like that a lot, too, because it looks like like a, 
like a squad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah, we boys, <laughs> you know, we're going that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I really like that because it it gives the defense fits. Because if they want to try and play man to man, then they're going to play inside leverage on number three. And there was a play that we had in Davis offense that I absolutely loved, where I already had leverage on him and I'm running out. So I just have to keep him where he is. And I know I'm going to be open because nobody's going to be on the outside of me because he's already inside, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they're going to try and play like a box zone in which you're able to find a lot more areas in the zone and things of that nature. Um, Sometimes they're going to try and bump out a linebacker. If I'm one-on-one with a linebacker, I'm taking that every time, especially if I'm a receiver. Like anybody on the roster, if I, as a receiver, if I'm getting a linebacker on me, I better win that. Um, So I really like how groups and clusters really mess with the defense because defense is all about having more guys than you have. So if we've got three guys on that side, defense wants four. Okay, so now that leaves the other math, eight guys that we have, they only have seven for them. So now we've actually outmanned them if we're going to run out of this bunch or whatever it is. You can also use it to kind of waterfall, what we would call a waterfall. So that means the guy on the point is running hard off the ball. The guy on the outside back is running hard off the ball. And the guy on the inside can kind of jog behind the guy that was on the ball and then make his move wherever he wants to go. And if somebody's playing man-to-man, they're going to have to play through that point guy in order to get to the guy behind him because of that waterfall technique. And it's really hard to play through that. Um, we did it quite a bit and I'm a big fan of option routes. So you can do that off of a bunch because if the biggest thing is you and your quarterback have to see the same thing. And that was one thing that CJ and I had really like, we harped on it a lot was like, okay, I'm seeing zone. He's seeing zone. I know I'm going here or I'm seeing man to man. He's seeing man to man. So now he's going to wait for me to make my quick break. And that ball's out. And if CJ wanted that ball out, (laughs) that thing was humming. So Building up that kind of trust with your guys, I think is huge. And I think those little, you can call them tweaks. I mean, it's not overhauling anything. It's just a matter of trying to get guys in different scenarios to where the defense has to think a little bit harder than maybe they had to before. You know, are they going to try and man three guys with three and now they have to play at levels. So you might be able to get a quick completion for four yards. I'll take four yards Mm -hmm. because it's going down the field. Now, so, if it's fourth and five, I don't want four yards, but <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It's positive yardage, and I think that's really what you need to do. So you're telling me we should implement more bunches. Bunch, cluster, group, squad, whatever you want to call it. I, I'm a big fan of those because I think it can add a little difference to your defense. You can do it with three receivers. You can do it with a tight end and two receivers. You can do it with two tight ends and a receiver. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. As we say, lipstick on a pig. Play off of things we've already done. The first play against Purdue, we did a quick little bunch on the left side, and Keegan Johnson ran a quick slant on the back side. They were in a bail technique, so that cornerback bailed, and we hit Keegan on the quick slant. But we had a we had a cluster or a group, whatever you want to call it, on the other side, and they were all open on their zones because the defense was like, okay, are we going to box it? Are we going to? How are we going to do this zone on this side? Mm-hmm. And so it adds to. Just a few more things that you can do. You can do a lot of quick passes out of it, really help your offensive line, help your quarterback, and potentially help your run game as well. Thinking about head games and like being able to do things with the defense, you know, get them on their heels. You need to get your friends on their heels when they walk into a board game cafe. <laughs> okay. I just really like that we're making it a thing that these um, 
Segways? These segways are... They have to <laughs> it's be. It's like a challenge every time. <laughs> um, yeah, Fortuna Cafe. It's brand new, downtown Iowa City in the Ped Mall. It's the bye week. You got plenty of time to go out Friday night, Saturday night, do a little bit of a date night, whatever it might be. Go hang out with some friends. Fortuna Cafe. It's a board game cafe. You pay a $6 cover, go in, you can play any board game you want. They've got refreshments. It's just a really nice time to spend not just sitting there watching a movie like you typically would, watching Netflix. Go out, get a little competitive. Yeah, not chatting or, you know, not being silent, but getting a little good solid conversation going <laughs> yes. as you're playing your board games. We talked about actually maybe taking one of our nieces Um this weekend just to get her away from her dang phone and spend some quality family time. I think that's something that's kind of become a little more prevalent lately. I think it's nice to put the phone down and go hang out with your friends for a little bit. Yeah, Fortuna Cafe, downtown Iowa City in the Ped Mall. Go check them out. Board Game Cafe. So I've got a fun little segment at the end. Okay. (laughs) You don't even know about it. I'm kind of excited about it. But first I want to talk about Around the Big Ten and kind of our road to indie. I guess you would say. So what are you seeing from the rest of our opponents um, for this season? And then what does the road to Indianapolis look like for us? Well, obviously, the first one is Wisconsin. They actually play Purdue at Purdue this week. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, currently three-point favorites. Really? Over Purdue. What? And Wisconsin almost blew the game against Army. Am I wrong to be surprised by that? I don't know how good this Wisconsin team is. Okay. Um, you know, they played Notre Dame super close before they got, you know, the game kind of broke open there in the fourth quarter. Um, Purdue also played Notre Dame relatively close. Um, but I'm I'm curious as to why that line is the way it is. Um, but obviously that's number one. I I think we can take care of business. I really do. It's okay. a lot of fun going to Camp Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, stadium. Well, I've had great and terrible experiences there. So... <laughs> Um, that, uh, you know, we got Minnesota left Minnesota after losing to Bowling Green kind of figured it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska up and down, you know, they lose to Michigan by three, but then lose to Minnesota by a touchdown. They strike me as, um, like an Iowa state. They ride on energy. If oh, they get sure. going, like, forget it. Absolutely. If the black shirts, I know you stop hate. it. Uh, no, but if, if they start some momentum on defense, their offense can come out and, and they can sling it. So Their offense is as explosive as it is turnover potential. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's their downfall is they can, they can hurt you, but they can hurt themselves. Right. So you really don't know, but honestly, Nebraska is always going to be in the conversation. They're the Iowa State of the Big Ten. They are. <laughs> okay. They are. And then uh, Illinois? Illinois, okay. yeah, they've kind of fallen off there. Their quarterback, um, I think he's being evaluated for a concussion. Okay. Um, so they've had their backups kind of work through. And um, Brett Bielema did a, uh, a long press conference about recruiting and how he's working on getting the roster he wants in Illinois. So hmm. um, I That's don't, an I'm, interesting take. I feel like as his current team, you'd be like, oh. Thanks. There was something, he's got some controversial comments. I think it was like the offensive line hasn't been performing well or something, but he said it in like a lot nastier term. (laughs) Not nasty, but like a little more straightforward. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I I just took a glance at it, but that's kind of it. I feel like we've got, we've got everything we need to get there and get back to Indy. And um, honestly, I think we still definitely have a shot to win the Big Ten. 
Yeah. Just a point of execution. Okay. And then my last thing I want to ask you too is who's on, let's say we, you know, do execute, get to Indy. Who's on the other side of the ball? Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be over the next few weeks, you got Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State all in the top 10, all having to play each other. I know. I feel like it's going to be, first of all, a lot of fun to watch, but like a knockout, knock, knockdown drag out. Is that the term? Brawl? (sighs) Knockdown drag out? I don't know that term. Sounds wrong. I'm not. I don't know. Your eyebrows going ah. crazy as you're talking about it. Just <laughs> <laughs> a lot of words I put together. It's going to be crazy. How about that? I could see sneakily Michigan State. They're playing really well, but really? their offense, their offense can go like sixty yard bombs. Okay. But Ohio State's starting to figure out. You always got to count them in. Mm-hmm. Penn State. I'm not sure how they're going to respond without Sean Clifford moving forward. Um, they're 23 point favorites this week uh, against. Can't remember who they play. Michigan playing Northwestern. I think Michigan's for real. So, but again, they almost lost to Nebraska, Jeez. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's gonna it be honestly fun. could be either of the four. Cool. I kind of like that just because it has nothing to do with us at this point. I, mean, <laughs> I know. It, they're just going to all beat each other up. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Before, well, really, I mean, because all four of them can be surprised or it can <laughs> be surprising, you can be surprised. With the kind of cheese you get from the Cheese of the Month Club, courtesy of Galena, Illinois River Wine and Cheese. (laughs) You're killing it with the segues. Yes, you are correct. Um, I'm a part of the Cheese of the Month Club from Galena River Wine and Cheese. Um, It's delicious. I look forward to it every single month. They send me all different kinds of cheeses. I take them to family functions. I've taken them and dropped them off at a couple of tailgates for people to enjoy. And they've got a fantastic selection in their store in Galena, Illinois. And they've also got a fantastic selection online that you can have shipped directly to you. Cheeses, wines, it's in the name, so you know they're going to be good. Um, Balsamics, I think they might have some bread, things like that. I don't know. Good stuff. Galena River Wine and Cheese in Galena, Illinois. Or you can go to Galena River Wine and Cheese dot com and check them out there. So Matt, I want to wrap this all up with a very early um, bowl game prediction. Oh boy. Oh have, boy. All right. Have you seen, have you seen what, what they're predicting us? I saw where there was prior to Purdue, which was the national championship. Yeah. But since then mm-hmm. I have not. So I saw this on SB nation. Um, and they're saying the citrus bowl versus Kentucky January 1st game. That's, that'd be pretty good. Kentucky's a good football team. Uh huh. And it's in Orlando. We'll be in Florida at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll pop down. Have to, but yeah, the citrus bowl. It's kind of interesting. So I was kind of looking through the rest of the um, predictions and it just, some of the names of these bowl games (laughs) just made me laugh. It's all about that sponsor. It's hysterical. Mm -hmm. There's some really good ones and there's some really good ones that don't exist anymore, but they did. And you're almost like, excuse me, there was a while there. So I was just looking. And then of course, you know me, I get into the wormhole and all this like weird stuff, like the mascots and the uniforms and all of these things. So I started just like clicking on links. Oh no. (laughs) And I found all these like super weird bowl game names. Um, Some of them still exist, but um, there was a time there for like a couple, I don't know how long it was, but there was like 10 different bowl games that were um, sponsored by websites. So it'd be like, I don't know, let's just say Galena River Wine and Cheese dot com something something bowl game. Sure. Like there was just a ton of those like dot com bowl games. 
So those aren't great, right? Like, I don't know. The dot coms? I, I just thought they were funny. Like, anyway. So I was looking at, like I said, all of the other bowl game names. And a few of them really stuck out to me. So I just wanted to share some of my favorites. Let's hear it. So first of all, this one still exists. And we talked a lot about this last year. So um, we're always in Florida when um, the bowl games are happening because we always do a a family trip um, around that time. Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, your dad actually went out and bought me Duke's Mayo. (laughs) Well, because we were like, has anyone heard of Duke's Mayo? Like... We, we buy Hellman's here in Iowa, and that's about it. Well, I probably should have told him that I don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> but he, well, because we, and we talked extensively about Duke's Mayo for yes, whatever reason. <laughs> and um, we left before they did from Florida. And while uh, they were still down there, he went out to the store and found Duke's Mayo. It was really nice. And brought it back for us. But anyway, I just think it's funny to have a bowl game named after mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have famous Idaho potato bowl, potato bowl. Come on! But it's famous. I know, it's so famous. I had never heard of it before. It's <laughs> odd online. Um, Tony the Tiger Bowl. I kind of like that. You do? Yeah. Well, I bet why? it's great. <laughs> Stop. Bad dad jokes. Ugh. Okay, and then this one. This one's the worst one, I think. No, it's not the worst one, but this one's not great. Guaranteed rate bowl. It's the worst. What's the business? I actually don't know. I didn't look that far into it, but I do know that in that SB Nation article that I was looking at, um, Iowa State is projected to go to that one, which is just, it just fits, you know? Guaranteed rate. (laughs) It's just not a good name. It's like so weird. Right. So there's spot, it's like a a sponsored thing. Like you said, who? I have no idea what company that is. Yeah. Me either. Okay. The Cheez It Bowl. Love it. I know you like that one. I like Cheez-Its. But it's just kind of a weird one. <laughs> I don't know. It just is, again, like a junk food, like mayonnaise, but like a junk food that sponsors an athletic football game. It's just weird. That's commonplace now. And then this one. This one's a mouthful. Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Ratten Bowl. Cherubundi Tart Cherries are really good. I, mean, I know. I think it's Boca Raton. Oh, really? What did I say? Boca Ratten. <laughs> Like Creed Bratton, <laughs> office <laughs> reference. I'm kind of striking out tonight. I'm not going to lie. Cherry Bundy, that, those tart cherries, those things are super tart, but they're really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good for you, too. But mm-hmm. just the name of it is, it's just a it's lot. A, yeah, it's R- a lot. Boca Raton. That's Boca Raton. I'm pretty Raton. sure that's what it is. Okay. If anybody knows the actual pronunciation, let us know. Um, And then this one, this is my last one that I have here. And... The article that I was looking at that I stumbled upon, I have no idea what the website was. It was kind of one of those like offshoot websites that you're like, who who made this? That's a good start. Um, anyway, they were talking about this one and it just, it made me laugh. It's the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it used to be played in a, in a baseball stadium and it was on fake grass. Do you, Do you mean turf? <laughs> no. Like fake grass. Apparently, it was like worse than turf. You talking like, like well, astroturf was like carpet. I don't know. You're talking like it, fake turf, like a puppy pad. I don't know. All they said was that it was played on fake grass. So what's the point of a mowing company? A mowing. Oh, thing? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, being <laughs> being the the sponsors Yikes. on that one. So that's funny because it's not even played on grass. So they had like you know one of their bad boy mowers there, 
and just drove around doing nothing because he's not <laughs> mowing yeah. anything. I know. I was like, wow. What? Um, so that was kind of funny. Now I think they, or not now, but they then they changed it to playing at the um, the Bucks uh, Stadium. Oh, okay, in Tampa. Yeah, for like that's where the Outback Bowl is. I know. So that, I think that was a while ago. Anyway, I didn't do like a super extensive deep dive on any of this stuff. It was just kind of like surface layer because it's kind of <laughs> funny. And then um, the other part of that name, the Gasparilla Bowl, which I think still exists, is just a different sponsor. Um, do you know where Gasparilla came from? All I can think of is Sarsaparilla. Yeah, so uh, I didn't really, like, think anything of it. I was just like, oh, it must be some kind of weird Florida thing. I don't know, like a type of gator. I have no idea. But actually, um, they have this thing called the Gasparilla Pirate Fest. And, <laughs> okay. You know, and I guess it came a week after um, the Gasparilla Bowl happened. And so, it, I don't know, Gasparilla, I guess, is an, some naval officer from a long time ago that turned into a pirate. But apparently, like, no historian has ever been able to prove that this guy existed. Like, there's, like it was, so he was just, like, made a, up. So the man, the myth, the legend is Gasparilla. Yeah, that's the guy. No one even knows who Which would he make is. sense that they would play at the Buccaneer Stadium. See? But, yeah, so it came full circle at some point. But it's just funny because it's like they played on fake grass with <laughs> a mowing company. A mowing company. And it was named after a pirate that maybe didn't even exist. Some fake pirate. So, I really like that one. Yeah, I thought that one was pretty funny. <laughs> but that was pretty much it. Just something super random. Little tidbit for your day. Go ahead and take those those funny names to your next party. Just throw around Gasparilla and see like, what sticks. You guys ever heard of the uh, Chair Bundy Tart Cherry Booker Atone <laughs> Bowl or whatever it is? No, what is it? I don't know. It's a bowl game. It's a bowl game. So, hey, you could see your Hawks in Orlando, Florida. That could be fun. And if I know anything about Iowa fans, they love Florida. They <laughs> in de- in December, travel incredibly well. In December and January, that's a good time to get out of our state. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Considering that's when your family usually goes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a nice little escape from the nasty weather that occurs at the end of December. But, hey, we still got a chance. Going to go to Indy, beat up on... Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State? <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. We can still we can still find a way to make Indy our home. I think so. But if you want to call any place in Iowa your home, you can reach out to the Bales team, myself included. Dude, you the segues are on <laughs> point tonight. You really are just uh, clicking on all cylinders. Thank you. So myself and five others are make up the Bales team. We do commercial real estate, residential real estate, anything you're looking for. Zero lot, condo, uh, acreage, single family. We got you. We've had somebody that's gone through it. We've got a lot of experienced uh, agents, uh, including myself now. I called myself a little bit seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'd love to help you. Anything you got, you go to urbanacres.com. You can search Bales. You can just search the Bales team on, um, you can Google the Bales team and uh, our friendly faces will show up and we'd love to help you with all your real estate needs. So that's it. We have made it through our bi-week episode the Hawks are about to make it through their bye week. Saturday, got some good games to watch in the Big Ten. See where we sit. Number nine in the AP poll right now. Hopefully going to work our way up as we get to the second half of this football season. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of Hawk fans checking out the uh, Wisconsin-Purdue game on Saturday. I will be watching. That'll be a good one. And maybe it'll uh, it'll show us a little bit of our destiny as we move forward. Maybe. Bye week episode. 
That's it. Let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.